welcome. Welcome to Good Deeds Live. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am the platform builder. So welcome to our broadcast. No matter if it's morning, evening, afternoon, depending on where you are, we just want to say welcome. We want to welcome you because, you know, we really thank you for believing in us. Uh, We're doing so amazing. We still, you know, I think we have just made that our spot. We're number 57 in the podcast, of all the podcasts in the United States. So that's a a great accomplishment. With all the podcasts in the United States, did you hear me? Yes, it's a great accomplishment to become actually 200 or below from what I'm understanding. But we just thank you, first of all, for going over to iTunes, downloading, right? And also you're going over to YouTube, and you're also going to the website, and you going to the social media. We just thank you for that. We thank you for believing in us, but guess what? We believe in you as well. Mm-hmm. And what we do here at Good Deeds, we help you shine your light to the world. And people say, that's a Sunday. What is that light you keep talking about? That light is your goals, your dreams, your passions, of course, your purpose and destiny in life. It's time and it's past time, as the old people used to say, to get that out. We need to get that message out. We need to get that whatever is inside of you, that dream. We need to get it out because guess what? It's going to help somebody else. It's going to take the pain away of somebody else. It's going to give somebody instructions. It's going to give somebody a dream that's going to be fulfilled. And that actually will make you want to scream right there because our purpose is not for ourselves. You have to learn that real quickly. But, yes, a lot of times our purpose comes from the pain that we've gone through. And, of course, no one likes going through pain. But the thing about it is you learn from that. And, actually, you're able to move forward in a great boldness in your life. And that's what we enjoy in our life, right? Hearing good deeds, we just, woo! We love it, love it, love it. But let's get it started, as they say. Let's get it started. Um. I'm laughing because, you know, of course, ladies, I don't know what's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, my team is handing me the question, and it's just so funny. The the question that you sent in is uh, the Dr. Renee question. And uh, just review, if, it, if you're new to the broadcast, it's usually something, <laughs> sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's about my childhood. It's about a lot of things. But one thing, three things you can know for sure, that I'm going to be, I'm going to show love and compassion, and I'm going to be consistent, and, you know, I'm going to be authentic, okay? So the question, I use the way it's worked. They send the questions in. You send the questions in, and I actually give you a call, and we discuss it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And briefly, I answer the questions here online as well. Um, so the question, the question, 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 question is Dr. Renee, Dr. Renee. Oh, now this is interesting. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, the young lady says, well, Dr. Sunday, we love, enjoy your stories that you tell us about your childhood. Um, that I, You know, she, she know my whole childhood. She said, yeah, I did. Yes, I did go up in poverty. Yes, I did go through bullying. So the question is, um, she has uh, some kids, her son, you know, her daughter and son um, sometimes go through the bullying at school. And uh, what did I do to overcome that? 
and just a little bit of backstory of what my parents did. Okay, well, we'll do that, and, and I, I will call her quickly on that because we need to, you know, get that together. So bullying, you know, uh, I can't remember what we called it back in the day. <laughs> I can't remember. But picking on somebody else, okay? Uh, as you know, my last name is Sunday, and so I used to get most of it was verbal, but some of it was, you know, they were kind of, I was real skinny and I wore glasses. Uh, going to bring poverty, a lot of times being tall, a lot of times I sat in the back of the class and then you being left-handed, you sit in the back. And then a lot of times my clothes were pretty short because I was pretty tall. And people would call me the Sunday girl, the church girl, uh, full-eyed. My nickname was Olive Oil. Uh, the first thing I did, and I commend, um, if this would happen in your case, and I commend any of the uh, parents that you're going through this, you know, check with your children, you know, because my mom and dad, they, uh, I went and told them what was going on. So the first thing they, they talked to me. And then, of course, the second step is, you know, they, of course, went to the school to address that the way. And from my understanding, most schools now have a protocol for that. But in my case, um, my parents sat me down and said that, you know, I was beautiful and wonderfully made. You know, I grew up in a faith-based Christianity uh, foundation that I was beautiful, wonderfully made, that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And, you know, that really empowered me. Didn't know that what it, you know, did, you know, as a child. Uh, but it actually made me feel good that my parents, they, they said that they loved me, that they said that they just really supported me. You see, so that's very important, parents and godparents and grandparents. We need to really support our kids and, and, and instill in them the wisdom, the, the, the right things to say that they can be empowered, that they can actually not feel bad for themselves because everybody has a call and everybody has a purpose. You know, I always say that. But also what I did was I actually ended up becoming uh, a bookaholic, if you want to call it that. <laughs> A readaholic, so I read a lot because um, I actually did uh, initially have problems with self-esteem and, and, and being slim and with the glasses, so my parents really had to stay on me in regards of motivating me and, and encouraging me. And then I came out of my shell. But, you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader. You guys know that anybody that's been in my circle, such my inner circle, know that I have millions of books, okay? And then, of course, the Kindle. But I'm still one of those people that like to turn pages. So but the thing about it is you have to encourage and support. Uh, you know, nowadays bullying is totally different than when I was coming up. So you have to, most schools, from my understanding, to a previous guest that's been on the platform and my research, that a lot of schools now actually have programs set up. It's a protocol that they address with that. And if it has to go to the point of a psychologist, psychiatrist, if it has to even go to the point of getting law enforcement, you know, all those different avenues uh, there's different protocols for that now in the school, so that is wonderful. But the thing is, we need to let our kids know that they're beautiful, and the men, the boys, they're handsome, and they want to play made, and they can do whatever they put their mind to. You know what I'm saying? In regards of advancing and learning, they can be the president. They can be, you know, the, you know, they can do that. They can be the president of the United States. They can actually be the mayor of the city. Whatever they want to do, they can actually do it. You see what I'm saying? They can do it, okay? 
But yes, yes, yes. But I'm uh, of course we will chat with her and, and give her any resources or reach out to whoever needs to be in this sister. But you know, we got to get to our amazing guest. And actually, you know, my team sets me up with these questions because that goes right along with the amazing guest. <laughs> yes, we have this evening, which is the amazing Michael David Harrison. Uh, he actually is a children's book author. I love it. God makes all things great. You see how that goes right together. Amen. Isn't that amazing? But just a little bit about He's a Houston-based educator. Oh, so he can clarify what some things I've said. Wonderful. And he's an author, as he said. But you know, the thing about it is uh, his amazing book, he has a generation between four and eight, the ages. Uh, and it's actually, it's a creation story. So he's going to tell us more about it. Of course, I'm I'm not doing it justice of the amazing things that he's been through as an educator. I mean, really a world changer. That's what I said, because our teachers, our educators are very important, because I remember every one of my teachers, and you guess what they told me? <laughs> when I've seen them again, they told me they saw goodness in me. And I'm like, wow. So teachers actually see that greatness in our children. But we have to nourish it. We have to build them up. Because they didn't, I ain't get away with nothing. <laughs> Which was good, okay? But we're going to actually <laughs> proceed on, and we're going to welcome, welcome none other than Michael David Harrison, the Good Deeds. Are you there? Yes. Hello, hello? Yes. Yes. Hi, how are you good doing? Deeds. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Michael, let's get into this because I'm just so excited about the things that you're doing to change the world. Tell us a little bit more about yourself because, of course, I didn't give it justice. But it's always good to come from the person itself. Yeah, so I was born and raised originally from Norfolk, Virginia. Um, went to a public school system. Uh, then I matriculated through Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, from there, I used to volunteer at an elementary school, and that began to pique my interest in uh, education. And so from there, I joined a movement called Teach for America. And of all places, they placed me in Houston, Texas, uh, where I got into education as a teacher, uh, then went up the ranks to administrator, and then uh, lastly to principal. Uh, and I was a principal of a middle school for the past seven years. Uh, and then just recently took another journey. I know you had mentioned about uh, pain and found a new purpose uh, as a children's book author. Wow, isn't that amazing? That's who well, we commend you for, you know, for actually, well, you know, just walking out that journey and the things about it as being an educator, as I said earlier, they really uh, is a great paramount that actually a milestone that the kids go through. You know, when we were coming up, we used to love to go to school. I hear some of the kids now, you know, oh, they don't like going to school. Oh, yeah. But it is different. It is different. Um, so tell us, let's talk about that a little bit, uh, if you don't mind. What was your experience as being a principal? Because that brings in a lot of skill sets besides just being an educator, per se. It actually brings that leadership in there, and it brings a lot of uh, delegation of things. Tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Oh, yes. It, I, I loved every minute of it. Um, I was a principal of a middle school, so for those of you all, in education, you know, that middle school is that crazy, them crazy years, as they say. Uh, it's never a dull moment. Uh, there's always, you know, excitement, always something going on, something happening. 
you know, you have the hormones with the kids and, you know, the baby's one minute, grown the next. So, you know, it's just an array of uh, personalities. But uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, building relationships with the uh, parents and building relationships with the community and building relationships uh, with teachers and also even with the students uh, for the good of the kids. You know, it's it's one thing that always I always use as my sort of guiding light was any decision I made, I tried to make it in the best interest of the student. And so that's one thing that really, really helped me to be successful uh, throughout my 16-year career in education. Oh, wow, 16 years, that's a long time. <laughs> Amen. We yeah. And I'm glad you said that like that because that is very – see how I think God do it. It's just lying on up what I said kind of earlier. The thing is we have to do what's in the best interest of the kids. And, and parents know this firsthand. And ladies and gentlemen, you know I don't have kids, but I have almost 15 or 20, <laughs> 15 or 16 God's kids. But oh, wow. So, and, and I try to <laughs> – I, I mean, everywhere I go, kids run up to me. I even, uh, this past weekend, it was a newborn, and the mom said she really is not, you know, emotional, you know, smile. The baby was smiling at me, and I was holding the baby. So I, I think I said, Lord, they, they must don't know that I don't have kids, so you and kids can sense that. But I just thank God for that nurturing spirit that I, I have inside. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it's that sunshine I feel because I'm smiling on the other on the on the other end, listening to you. Oh well, God bless you. God bless you. But let me <laughs> ask you this, uh, Michael. What piqued you? Because a lot of new authors, and you know, that's with my platform that I help people build a platform to be seen, be heard, and get paid. And you know, we do have a publishing end uh, of that. Tell us what inspired you, because a lot of people. They get the inspiration, and then I know we're going to continue to talk more about your book so people can, you know what I'm about to say, ladies and gentlemen, to purchase the uh-huh. book, amen. But tell us about <laughs> that inspiration because we have to have that inspiration and stay on that inspiration throughout the whole process of writing, editing, publishing, and selling the book. So I had always wanted to write a children's book, but as you can imagine, being a principal, uh, I never had the time to do so. And so I was going through a transition uh, in my career that was uh, pretty, it was a rough transition. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I made it through. And during that time, I decided, you know what, let me just jump out on, take a leap of faith and go ahead and do something that I've always wanted to do and just never had the time to do it. So I uh, started to write the, write the uh, manuscript. And I got with a writing coach to kind of critique it and look over it. And uh, from there, I met my illustrator online on Facebook, uh, Mr. Tyrus Gaucher. And uh, believe it or not, he responded. Because when I did my research, I was looking for, you know, work that uh, spoke to children of color. And that was also part of my inspiration in the fact that I realized that there was very limited, uh, very limited uh, collection of books for children of color. So I said, hmm, this is a need that needs to be filled. So that also inspired me to pursue it. And then when I did my further research to look at books, Christian-based books for children of color, I noticed that there was hardly any. So that even further drove me to go forth with the project. And so I'm excited, you know, that I was able to maintain the inspiration because there were some ups and there were some downs. But through it all, the book is published. 
Mm, yes, you're right. I'm, I'm so good. You know, and I love that piece you added in there in regards of uh, social media. I, you know, you know, I, I like social media. You got to make sure it stay on the positive side. But I'm glad that you actually that was a divine appointment of getting your illustrator because you. I, one thing, ladies and gentlemen, I got to say this right here. You got to have the right illustrator with a children book. You can't be fooling around with that. Don't you think so, Michael? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. You can say that again. Yes, indeed. You have to have the right. Because one thing I've learned through the process, and I can be very, um, let me see, um, you know, alpha male, very, you know, strong, determined in terms of what I want and how I want it to look. But I had to, uh, and me and Tyrus, we sort of went through a, uh, uh, I don't know how to, uh, let me say, uh, we had some points of disagreement, points of agreement, uh, back and forth, you know, on, on, on designing or discussing the layout of the book. Uh, and one thing I learned is that as an author, you tell the story in words, but the illustrator also has to tell the story pictorially. And so, of course, we had to come to a consensus on how we wanted the story told. And so, I, in, in essence, I had to sort of sit in my lane as the author and then let him do what he does great as the illustrator. And then together we collaborated to make it a very uh, compelling piece. I can understand totally on that. It, it's just interesting, you know, of course, as I said earlier, we do have a publishing company. I, I, my team, and I had to learn this, and ladies and gentlemen, you know this about me because I've been transparent. You know I, I am a board-certified anesthesiologist as well. One big adjustment that I had to do going from, you know, I still do anesthesia part-time, but the other things that God has entrusted me with is delegation because, you know, uh, 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 your baby, you want your baby to be taken care of, and that's a big experience that you have to go yeah. through. Anyone that wants to write a book, see, Michael is agreeing, and, and you're aspiring to do a book, which you should, amen, yeah. um, because they open up a lot of doors. I have to say that, especially if you're a business owner, and, and especially oh, yeah. if you're a speaker, uh, it opened up many doors because a lot of people, let me just go off to this for a minute, Michael. A lot of okay. places that you speak now, they'll allow you to sell your book, but a lot of times they don't want you to really be selling uh, merchandise. I'll put it that way. You know when I say merchandise, I mean, uh-huh. uh, you know, jewelry, because a lot of times they already have jewelry people there. They want you to, uh-huh. to have things more close to your brand. And, and and a lot of times, the first thing they're going to ask you is uh, what publications you've done. And a, and a book is really, the way I call it, Michael, is your marketplace winning book. That's what I call it because it opens up things for you in the marketplace that you can win. And, and I'm so glad you said that because I had to learn, and, and my delegation is for people to walk in their gifts. I mean, I, God exactly. had to really get me on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you have to let everybody be great at what they do. I mean no one no one person can do everything. And so, you know, to develop you have to first, you know, have that sense of trust uh in the person that, okay, I trust you to handle whatever it is you need to handle. Um and then also they they you have to be able to see the greatness in them to be able to do it. You know, see the great work that they have that they've done. 
And so with Tyrus, you know, I did, I, I, like I said, I researched different illustrators, and his work really grabbed me. So I was like, oh, that's who I got to have. I got to have him. And, uh, and let me just also say this. You also have to be willing to invest in the quality of work you want. You know, it's, it's, it, it's okay to put a book out for the sake of putting a book out. Well, actually, no, it's not okay. But all I'm saying is if you're going to put a book out, let it be an excellence because that will do more selling for you than you having to convince or, you know, uh, persuade someone to buy it, especially with a children's book. Lord, see, y'all will think I paid Michael to say that, but I didn't. (laughs) That's that's one thing I tell people uh, because, you know, one of my umbrellas that we have with the publishing company is to rebrand, if you will, or re-actually publish Uh a lot of people's books because if you look at the literature, most people only sell about 200 books. And then they, you know, we can thank God for print on demand because prior to that, Uh we had all the books in the garage. We had them all under the bed. We had them in the the kitchen, in the cupboard. But the thing about Uh it is you have to realize and have a marketing strategy of actually how to sell the books and open up more doors besides this. Because when your family and friends and everybody at church buy it, that's the 200 people, right? So you have to mm-hmm. be able to invest. So a lot of people, when I give them the price for that, they're like, ooh, well, yeah, we got to actually redo your book because if you do, depending on what publisher you use, you got to change 80% of the book. That's by law. And then you got to come out with an amazing cover, just like Michael said, and I didn't pay him, uh-huh. that people uh-huh. are caught by the book cover before they even yes. open the book. Yes, because most people are very visual. And so if it catches the eye, you've caught their attention. And now I've learned that attention is the highest commodity that you want, that you can possess, the attention. So if you can catch their attention, that can lead you to a sale. (laughs) Well, Michael, tell us a little bit without telling us everything because we have to buy the book. Tell us a little bit of the overall theme of your book. And what you uh, that you know really was inspired in your spirit to get across to the world about this amazing publication. So basically, it it is the uh, my version of the creation story as seen through the eyes of two African American characters, Alexis and Jalen, uh, and they journey you know from the beginning of time to see all the great creations God has made, and in the end, they find the greatest creation of all. And so my message uh, for kids is that God made you great. God made all things great, and one of his greatest gifts occurred the day he created you. So he made you great. There's greatness within you no matter what anyone says or whatever your circumstances may be. God made you great. And he's giving you a gift to share with the world. That's right. Ooh, I like that. That's amazing. Well, Michael, tell us this, because, of course, you know when you start being an author, this is not uh-huh. the end. <laughs> so no, tell us no. what your journey, because I think my team was telling me that you, you've actually been in many places already with this amazing publication. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that, your journey now since it's published, and then tell us what the next exciting thing you're probably going to have coming up. <laughs> Okay. Well, actually, I've been traveling. I've had the opportunity to travel all over the country. 
I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, right now, and then next next weekend I'll be in Los Angeles uh, for the Lamarck Park Book Festival, and then the following weekend I'll be in Chicago for the uh, African American Arts Festival. Uh, and so it's just been a lot of amazing festivals and events and conferences that have opened up for me that have enabled me to travel all across the uh, country. And even over the globe, I was in London two months ago promoting over there. Uh, so that's been very, very exciting. Uh, my next project is actually my second book. Uh, because of the reviews from uh, actually the kids, uh, to, in fact, this morning I went to visit a school and read to some second graders. And um, I kind of I just showed them my book, and they were very, very uh, engaged and excited and wanted to know when my next one was coming out. So, yes, I am working on my second book. Uh, hopefully that will come out in February of 2019. Wow. Now, now if the, 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 the people are asking you when the next one's coming out, so you you have to get on that. But the thing yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. And actually, we're here in Atlanta as well. Oh, okay. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. So the great thing that you're doing in regards of, you know, don't forget, and this has come in my sphere, don't forget the different churches and the different, you know, uh, kids' community, you know, things that you do because, I mean, we, oh, we yeah. ooh, the kids need to need to see how beautiful they are, and then actually the way you've done it is actually they can learn at the same time of the greatness that God it has done and will continue to do in their lives. Oh yes, oh yes, we are all works of works of art, and so kids need to you know they have to understand, especially as a principal when I would have to deal with the bullying. You know, a lot of it was low self-esteem, kids making fun of other kids and, you know, not um, respecting each other. And so, you know, once we got to the root of the issue, I would usually call in both parents of both of the kids. And it was just interesting to see how the slightest comment or the, you know, the cheese could just basically blow out of proportion. And it had to, it, it still had to come back to that foundation of what they said about you is not true, and help helping the kids to realize that you're bigger than that, you're better than that. And that right there, once we got to that point, that helped to cut back and cut down on all the bullies. Mm, now that's powerful. Wow. Oh yeah. I, I love that. Now, now, do this for us, uh, uh, Michael. Uh, you know, time goes by so quickly here. But, you know, I hear a lot of parents now have said that they just don't know what to do with their kids. To be, to be honest, I've heard people say, and, and especially at that age that you have been a principal and, and that something goes on again at that ninth and 10th grade. Can you speak to the parents and kind of encourage them with that? And then when you finish that, please tell us how we can actually purchase your book and how we can keep up with you if we can. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So to those parents, let me just say, uh, this summer I received a text message from a parent uh, who was proud to announce that her daughter was graduating from high school with honors and was accepted into a college on a full scholarship. 
Now, the backstory to this is when she was uh, in eighth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, she just went buck wild crazy. I mean, it was, you know, uh, sneaking and, ha- you know, having boyfriends behind her mom's back and, you know, just being just totally uh, defiant and totally disrespectful and everything. And we just kept working with her. We kept working with her. I stayed on her. I stayed making sure, you know, that she wasn't, you know, just holding her accountable to the expectations. And so to any parent, I want to say that you got to continue to work. Don't give up. Do not give up. Continue to work with them. In fact, when they act up, that's when they need more of your time. You know, spend time with them. Find out, you know, what's going on. Listen. Listen to what they're saying. Uh, But still hold them accountable to, you know, your expectations. And it was a tough year that year because she went from being an honor roll student to making C's and D's. But we still stayed on. We still, you know, uh, made sure that able to finish the eighth grade and move on to ninth grade. And, uh, you know, once she seemed like once she got that out of her system, she just grew into her maturity. And so uh, to any parent, I wanted to let you know that it's, it's, it's all just part of the process. It's part of the process. It's part of the growing pain, but, you know, like anything, they will blossom into that butterfly butterfly or blossom into that um, work of art that you've created. So don't give up. Hang in there. Uh, and, and also network with other parents and with other uh, either community members, people at your church or people uh, in various organizations that can also help in the parenting because we all know it does take a village to raise a child. So I was able to, you know, work with the parent as a principal, and it was so rewarding and refreshing to see what she's become in the end. So whatever you're going through right now is only temporary because there's greatness that lies ahead. And speaking of which, you can purchase my book, which may be a reminder for them, uh, at my website at www.michaelmichaelwrote.com. W-R-O-T-E, it, I-T, Michael Wrote It, com. Again, that's www.michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Wrote, W-R-O-T-E, it, I-T, dot com. I love it. I love that that domain name. I like that. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, Michael, we thank you, first of all, for being in your purpose, and we thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be a guest here at Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I cannot believe the time has already slipped us, slipped away. This was so much fun. Yeah, we got to, we had to get you to come back. And I cannot think of the name of the children's festival that's here in Atlanta. I'll try to remember it, and I'll reach out to your team and let them know uh, how I can't think of the name of it. But it, it'll okay. come to me, and we'll send it over to you. Yeah, you know, because more opportunities, you, you never know. It's, it's always uh, it's always somewhere to go, right? And then the different conventions yeah. and stuff that kids have. Hey, so we can get people to buy book orders, okay? <laughs> yes, I receive it. Book orders, book orders. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much, Michael David Harrison, for being here on Good Deeds. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, I love that. 
you know that that I stay in my lane. I didn't tell him I don't. I, don't, I have I have haven't written a children book. I've done pretty much you know Christi, you know Christianity health books and self help, but uh, I hadn't crossed over there. <laughs> so he may be inspiring me to do something because you know I have a childhood that I can share, right? Amen. But anyway, uh, I just like staying in my lane, though, so I will purchase his book, right? <laughs> I will promote him. But the thing about it is, uh, please, please make sure when, when the podcast gets over to iTunes to download it and then check it out when we put it over on YouTube and, of course, our website and then on the social media, okay? Please, 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 share, 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 okay? But, you know, I want you to remember, uh, you know, if you want to be a guest here on the platform, if you want to launch your own radio or podcast, we do media coaching. We actually, if you want your own magazine, we actually do coaching for that. And you know, we have a TV show here, yes, in Atlanta. We're based out of Atlanta. And also, we have the publishing company. So you've heard, not just from me, but from Michael, that you need to get your book out so you can help somebody else in life, right? And that can be your poetry. That can be books stage plays, and those are alike, right? And then we have a Sunday Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization where we take care of the, our brothers and sisters, right, the needs that they need, you know, food, clothing, shelter, the things we take for granted, right? We also have an educational piece, a mentorship piece, a scholarship, and also a SUN program, and that's S-U-N. Um, and, and what that does is it takes care of the family members that have loved ones in the intensive care unit. So if you're affiliated with a hospital or nursing home, please, please let us know so we can expand in your area. Okay? We love you. But always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You ready? You know I'm going to scream it. You're not a mistake. <laughs> no matter what you think or no matter what somebody else said, you're not a mistake. You got to do the three things God put in my spirit. You know what they are. You got to believe. You got to trust. And you got to walk that thing out. Right? You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. We love you. We love you. If anything we can help you with, please reach out to us. If we're not a good fit in what you're looking for, you know we're going to find somebody because it's past time for you to be in your purpose. Or you got to get closer to it, one or the other, right? But we want you to be on in that purpose, right, so you can actually be seen, be heard, get paid. You know I was going to say it somewhere in there, right? <laughs> but you got to... Get your purpose and get your purpose now. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.